Do you ever feel like a hamster on a hamster wheel, not getting anywhere new? Perhaps you've hit a plateau that has you asking, is this it? Have you accomplished all you've set out to do in life and are not feeling as fulfilled as you thought you would? It is normal at midlife to reassess what's working for you and what's not. It's also normal to want to reclaim your time, your energy, and your joy. Let's make the best out of the second half of our lives by having more fun, experiencing more peace, and feeling more joy. If any of this resonates with you, then this podcast is for you. I'm Megan Bayless-Bartley. Now let's get ready to shift our shit. Good morning and welcome. Uh, we're so excited to welcome our special guest today, Ashley Vaden. She is one of our awesome therapists at the Mindfulness Center. Um, she has done some really great mindfulness classes. Sometimes we get asked about mindfulness classes. Ashley's one of our instructors for those. And um, we were chatting before we came on to think about like, if today was your favorite dessert, what would, um, or even like ice cream, you know, flavor, what would today be for you, Ashley? Yeah. I, I'm not sure if you've ever had them, but they're called Portuguese tarts. Oh. And um, they have like a special ingredient in them and I could eat probably like five in one sitting because they're just that delicious. Is it like fruit or chocolate or? It's like a custard tart, um, but it's very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like a flaky pastry and custard and it's just, just great. When, (laughs) When were you exposed to this dessert? So they used to make them at Whole Foods and you could buy them, but I haven't found them in a while. So maybe if I put that, this out there, then Mm. the guests will be able to tell me where I can find Portuguese tarts again. Yeah. Or, uh, uh, at Whole Foods needs to be listening and we'll we'll put a little hashtag there. Bring it back. Portuguese tarts. Cause I'm sure there's not many searches for that. Every time Um, I would go, they would be out. So I know that they're popular. But, oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have to say, you know, that my probably my all-time favorite dessert. I do love chocolate chip cookies, like really generic, but mm-hmm. I also really like brownies. And today I was thinking about brownies. I am I love chocolate and but I'm gluten-free, so it has mm-hmm. to be like a you know, like it sometimes, you know, gluten-free stuff is not always done well. Yep. So yeah, I get I get really really picky. So when I'm in like <laughs> really big cities, you know, like San Francisco or New York City, I'm always like, where is the top rated, uh, you know, gluten free gluten free bakery? Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm like I gotta taste, I gotta sample all those things. So yes, yeah, I think you know brownies today's you know good day. That sounds good. Yeah, it. we're rocking yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to our podcast. You've been on here before. We loved having you. And it's good um, to be back. Yes, we want to find out more about you. So, you know, are you? We're recording this in Louisville, Kentucky. That's where sort of our headquarters are based right now. And so, yes. are you from Louisville? Have you always lived in Louisville? Like, what's your story? Yeah. Tell us. Yeah. So, I actually was born and raised in Frankfurt. Um, and my parents separated when I was quite young, but both decided to stay in Frankfurt. So I would kind of go back and forth. Um, and that was, it was interesting to kind of adjust 
to both households. And um, in middle school, I actually, my mom remarried and we moved to Shelby County. So it was kind of a big culture shock because believe it or not, Frankfurt actually felt very urban for me and very diverse. And then when we kind of moved to the country, it was much different. Um, So definitely kind of a culture shock moment for me. Um, But yeah, uh, I definitely really enjoyed that time because it helped me learn to focus on school because it, you know, as I was initially adjusting, I didn't have a lot of friends and I didn't have a lot of social connections. And I decided that I really wanted to kind of focus on my studies because that's what was going to get me where I wanted to be in life. So that's kind of, I'm, I'm very appreciative for that time in my life because it helped me learn yes. to be a student and I guess learn to fall in love with learning, um, which has kind of been a theme throughout the rest of my story. I feel like yes. if I could be paid to be a student, I would <laughs> do that. I would, I would love to just be paid to just show up on beautiful college campuses and learn from brilliant minds. Yes. Um, so I totally get that. <laughs> that would be my dream career. Well, but you said yes. something there about um, you you want you wanted to focus on your studies so you could do what you wanted to accomplish. What what did you think as like a high schooler that you wanted to be when you grew up? Yeah, I, I guess I, I wasn't sure. I knew that I wanted to learn the most I could about the field that I was in and always be interested. Because I remember my parents were blue collar, really hardworking people, but I just remember how much work caused them stress. Mm. And they, my dad would always really try not to take work home with him, but I could always tell that that kind of thing would weigh on them and they would often feel like stuck in their career. And I just knew I wanted to, I wanted to have the ability to wear multiple hats. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, have something that I could t- could continue in, continuously be excited about learning about. Mm-hmm. So it was ki- that's kind of all I knew. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. And, and when you went, to, yeah, when you went to college, what do you think you would study, or did you did you have any? Was therapy yeah. therapist on your radar? Yeah, I I knew I wanted to study psychology because I'd done some therapy in high school, and it it honestly changed my life. Yes. It was incredibly helpful. It was incredibly helpful for me personally, for my relationship with my mom. And so I knew I was very interested in psychology and how we work and how we tick. And so I just kind of continued to do well in that field and kind of continued to be interested in it. So I just kind of followed that path. Um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Did, yeah. You go to, did you go to grad school right after undergrad? I, I took a year off to actually like bartend and serve, but okay. that really helped me appreciate yes. I want to go back to school. I, I, I had the same. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Had had fun. You know, that's its own psychology degree really Absolutely. in and of itself. Yep. Um, but I knew I really wanted to pursue a higher level of education. So I applied to a few different schools and actually got into grad school at the University of Rochester. Um And my first year there was actually quite an experience because I got a vaccine. I got the Gardasil vaccine when I first started and I had an adverse reaction to one of the ingredients in the vaccine. And so I had to drop out of school for a year 
because I got just very sick and my mom had to take care of me and I wasn't really sure if I would go back to school and I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. But then I remember listening to your podcast that you wanted to be a naturopath and a naturopath is, I found a good naturopathic provider that helped me and helped me heal my body and recover And so then I went back to school the next year and um, actually finished early because I found out I was expecting with my son. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh (laughs) Um, So I, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of a wild time, but I remember, I remember talking to one of my professors when I was in my first trimester and I, I was telling her I'm really kind of worn down. I'm really feeling the fatigue Um, and I'm not sure I can do this. And she was like, if you don't, if you don't like kick it into high gear, you're not going to graduate. And I was like, all right, that's all I need to hear. So I just kind of did what I needed to do and actually graduated a couple of months early Wow! and had my son six days after that. Oh my God. (laughs) And then moved back to Kentucky six days after I had him. Oh my Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of oh crazy, my. <laughs> but, but my mom had come up to help me. She'd come up to Rochester to help me when I had him. And then when she was ready to go, I was like, I need you. <laughs> I can't, I can't do yeah. this without you. So we yeah. I like packed up all my stuff and cause I'd had my degree. I had everything I needed at that point and my roommate was okay with it. And I just went back to Kentucky with my mom just for her to help me in that new yeah. phase of life. But it's kind of a whirlwind. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Yes. I mean, I'm thinking, I love the podcast. Um, we can do hard things, you know, Glennon Doyle's podcast. And so I'm just thinking about how, like, how you are, you can do hard things, you know, yes. like yes, six days, six days and six days. <laughs> that is not much time. Yes. I know it was, it was pretty crazy. Um, but I'm definitely thankful. I feel like I've always had those voices in my life that have just been like, if you don't do this, then it's not going to work out. And as much as I, you know, needed empathy and compassion, I also kind of needed someone to tell me what to do. She's like, if you don't do this, you're not going to graduate. And I was like, okay, that's, that's all I needed to hear because I really need to get this degree. Mm -hmm. Um, but I remember feeling quite burnt out by therapy when I ended grad school because I had been so hitting it hard. So I really, initially I was like, am I going to be a therapist again? Am I going to, am I going to really pursue this as a career? Cause I was thinking like, I want to go into fashion or I want to move to New York and all of the things. But I, I knew like to support my son and to pay off student loans, it made most sense for me to use my degree Yes. And uh, honestly, thankfully, I did because I found um, my first job at Seven Counties working with Keith Williams, who's another uh-huh. therapist here. Yes. And it was a very profound, life changing experience, right place, right time kind of a thing. Um, taught me so much about my, like how to be a good parent, actually, because I was working with kids that I never, I, I remember saying in grad school, I never want to have kids. I never want to work with kids. Oh, and no. I ha- had a child <laughs> and I, in my first job, I was working with children. So it's, and I really loved it. I loved working yeah. with kids. So it was just, it's just funny how things work out 
when you look back at it. Yes. Um, yeah. So what do you what are you doing now in therapy? So you transitioned. Do you want to tell the story about how you came to the Mindfulness Center? Yeah. Um, so I've been working at Acute for about five years at that point, and it was a very high intense, high fast paced place on call, not a 40 hour work week by any means. Um, and I was getting to a place where I just wanted more flexibility and freedom to be with my kiddo. And so, and Megan had hosted a few of our retreats and kind of come and made a presentation. And I really kind of fell in love with her style and who she was. And I was like, I want to go work for her. And I remember, um, you know, contacting you. And I, I remember being really afraid to tell Keith, my boss, at the time that I was leaving, but I remember when I told him, he said, I'm, I'm going to come too. He <laughs> said, I'm, he said, I'm actually going to work there as well. And I just remember feeling like such relief and also like, this is kind of meant to be, yeah. um, like I'm, this is my next step. So it was just kind of confirmation, but I was so, I remember just feeling so sad to leave him, but so relieved that he was coming with me. Well, um, and you you know how I remember this too, because Kim and I went to grad school together back in 2001 to 2003. So we, we've been friends for 20 plus years. And I remember I hadn't said anything to Keith. You hadn't said anything to mm -hmm. Keith. And so I imagine when you told him, he hadn't talked to me yet. Like I, throughout the years, had been like saying, whenever you're ready, Keith, whenever you're ready, whenever you're ready, Keith, I'm ready for you, whenever you're ready, you know, like I'm, I'm sort of building this thing for us, you know, and, and like even Elizabeth, who's on our team too, you know, I'm like, guys, come on, you know, yes. I'm, build I'm building this thing for us, you know? Yes. And so I think, you know, I think that honestly, you gave him permission, like he saw the strength in you to do this big move, you know, and go into private practice. And, you know, there's like just a lot of differences of working full time for an agency and then transitioning into a private yeah. practice. So yeah. I think, you know, because because then, you know, he was like, oh, then then he was like, OK, Megan, I'm ready to come work for you. So I, I timeline wise, Keith and I hadn't had that conversation yet. So. <laughs> So anyway, funny. It, it's yeah. worked out very well. Mm -hmm. It's worked out mm -hmm. very well. And then COVID hit, right? Yes. Like we, oh, yes. <laughs> that oh, was, my goodness. That was the January of yes. 2020. Yes, 2020. It was. Yeah. yeah. Then, but the thing about you, I, I've always been so impressed with you because you just like came in and you hit the ground running and you, I'll do anything, I'll, <laughs> whatever you need me to do, whatever you, and I kind of just let you go because I, I, I didn't need to supervise you and I'm not used to, you know, like usually people come in as supervisees and kind of let you go. And, and it was like a year and a half later when you're like, I think I want to learn this other thing. And I was like, <laughs> oh shit, I've just let her go on her own. You know, like I felt so, I don't know, like I had done you a disservice, you know, like mm -hmm. I had, you know, but maybe that's also what you needed. You needed to just yeah. like fly and do your thing and just, you know, yeah. find the success that you did. I mean, I, I see you as, you know, one of our most successful therapists at the Mindful Center. Yeah, I, thank you. And I remember being just really intimidated by telehealth, believe it yeah. or not. Like, how am I going to, how am I going to be an effective therapist using this modality? Um, but I, I do remember just, I'll take whatever because I'd, I'd come from acute where we did take whatever. Yes. And it was, you know, it's kind of yeah. like, I felt like a seasoned 
warrior at that point and yes was just ready to go but you've always been you've always been very i knew i knew you were always there if i needed you good so of course (laughs) yes well i know you love uh internal family systems ifs so can you you know tell us a little bit about ifs and how I know, uh, you know, they talk a lot about that on the We Can Do Hard Things podcast because I, kn- I know people who listen to both of our podcasts and are like, you need somebody to tell- talk more about what yes. IFS really is. Yes. So can you give us like a brief kind of overview and then why you sort of fell in love with that modality? Yes. Um, so internal family systems is basically this idea that within us, we are comprised of multiple parts. And really, it's a theory of getting to know these parts and seeing their positive intention for us, um, as well as learning more about our true self and being in the energy of self. And I really I remember learning about internal family systems in school, um, but really didn't dive into it until my own therapist practiced it with me and I could feel the difference and feel its effectiveness. Um, So it's, you know, like there are all sorts of theories of multiplicity, um, like Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, essentially. Like Mm -hmm. the spirit is comprised of three different parts. So that's kind of how I think of our our brain, our mind, our body. Um, And I really like IFS because coming from you know, systems theory and family therapy, you're used to working with multiple people in the room, but there are times when that's not always possible for a client to, their family doesn't want to engage or they've cut off contact with their family or their spouse doesn't want to come to therapy. So I found IFS really empowering for those people. You know, how can you feel a difference in your life without necessarily outward um, change? Yeah. Um, how can you bring about change from within? Yes. Um, if nothing else around you changes, how can you still change? Yes. That's what I love about IFS. And I love how um, there's this idea of unconditional positive regard for ourselves. And it's there. there is no kind of self-sabotage. It's all, yes. hey, I'm trying to protect myself in some way. Maybe I'm not going about it in the best way, but it's all from a place of love. And for me, that really like changed the game Mm -hmm. um, to see myself from a place of, oh, I'm not self-sabotaging. I'm actually looking out for myself, but I'm doing it in this really terrible way. That's interesting. Yeah. And then you start to ask more questions and you start to get to know yourself more deeply and you just have some epiphanies and it's really, really cool stuff. Mm -hmm. So, and it goes over, it goes along with, um, hypnosis where you're yes. it's inviting people to come into a trance and then I get into a trance like I'll invite my clients to close their eyes and I will close my eyes so I can get more more deep into the work with them and helps it helps me focus and concentrate so yes it's very cool it's just very cool stuff. yes I love you know yeah <laughs> I, I mean many are therapists but you and I have had this conversation around like really using intuition you know yeah. of like using our own intuition and then connecting with the clients from this very intuitive space yes. and inviting them to, you know, connect with themselves because sometimes we're just so in our heads all the time yes. and, or we're doing and we're busy and it's like more about this being space of like, it's going to be here 
and see what shows up or, you know, ask the questions to see what answers I get. So it's not a cognitive process so much as, you know, more of a very, you know, it can be a very spiritual process, Mm -hmm. not very intuitive, um, which I think resides kind of in that emotional state, you know, this Mm -hmm. sort of very kind of watery, you know, like you can't really grasp it. It's just there and, you know, but it's so powerful. It is. And humbling because you're like, oh, I didn't know that about myself. I didn't know that that part was there when you access your intuition and you meet new parts of yourselves. It's yes. like, oh, I did it. I don't know everything about me. Yeah. What more is there to learn? Exactly. <laughs> yes. And it's different phases of your life too, yes. right? Like, I mean, that's where, I mean, I'm learning even now. Like I've done this sort of deep dive in my for myself in the last two years and just yesterday you know, had this session with my therapist where I was like, all this stuff in the last two years has led to this, like, realization, you know, like, and I'm like, why couldn't I have just bypassed all that stuff? You know, like, but then I was like, I don't think I could have, I think I needed to do all that. It it was a process, you know, Mm -hmm. like, there's that idea that you have to go through process which is sometimes not fun and hard and expensive and all the different things but you know it's it's that you know progress we're progressing we're going you know we're continuing to evolve yes yes well we um anything else you want to say before we're going to wrap up this uh part one and we're going to dive into part two and ashley's going to tell us about her own experience with therapy anything else you want to tell us about no i don't think so i don't think so I will say Ashley is probably one of our most um, sought after therapists. So while she probably doesn't need any new clients, <laughs> you are welcome to check her out online and schedule a 10 minute free consult. But she is in high demand in our practice and she's uh, killing it. She might have a, a waiting list right now, but um, she's, she's always looking for, you know, fun people to work yes. with. So if she yes. resonates with you, please let her know and reach out to her, but we'll find out more about Ashley and Ashley's own personal therapy here in part two. Thanks, Megan.